You're listening to The Illustrious Gentleman, a podcast hosted by two comic book professionals who get together to talk about comics, work, beer, and life. Scott Godleski is currently working on Superman for DC Comics. I'm Ryan Cody, and I'm coloring family tree at Image Comics. Go to tigshow.com for all your Tig Show needs, including links on where to follow us on social media, how to support the show by being a patron or just buying us around, and how to get some merch. It's all at tigshow.com. Think... Thank Her Majesty, Lord God Jesus, that you're back. I was drowning, drowning the last month. Yes. <laughs> Her Ooh. Majesty, Jesus Christ. Yes. I think I just heard a plane overhead. This is exciting. Uh, before we get oh, too the much. freeway is like right there. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll hear an accident. Um, before we get too. Free production value. <laughs> before we get too much into it. Uh, are you interested, Scott, in, in a uh, graphic novel about Lucha Libre action design with like a Kirby aesthetic? Does that sound fun to you? Do you even have to ask? Yeah. La... <laughs> I think your water heater just turned on or something. Now, so there's La Mano del Destino collects all six issues coming out through Top Cow and Image on uh, May 19th. By our buddy Jay Gonzo, written, created, illustrated by Jay. Um, like I said, it's in stores May nineteenth. All six, all six issues. I think it's close to two hundred pages, something like that. Something ridiculous. It's crazy, unbelievable. But you got to try to get your order in before April nineteenth. So you know you can go to like your comic book store. Uh, you know they got this thing called final order cutoff, so they want to get all their orders in a month before the book comes out. So what you Comics. need. To- what you need to do, Scott, is you need to get your ass in your car. You need to drive over to a comic book shop or call them if you have I'm a I'm going to go right now. If you have a phone, you can call them too and tell them you want to order La Mano del Destino, the trade paperback. Uh, order code is MAR210103. That's MAR210103. I feel like we need a jingle for it. From Top Cow and Image Comics. Gonzo's a great guy. Uh, it's a great book. Order it. Sleep with it if you want. Order two copies, one to read, and then one, one to, to just fuck. like. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It also, it'll it'll stick around and cuddle afterwards, too, because it's got no legs. It's not getting up and going anywhere. You could do whatever you want to that book once you pay for oh, it. I think this book has got legs. It'll be around. All right. To celebrate uh, National Beer Day. I wrote a whole, I, I copied and pa- I didn't write anything. I copied and pasted a thing here. Do you want me to tell you about National Beer Day? The, like the origins of National Beer Day? Yeah, I actually read this to you already at one point today, but not on I wasn't listening. recording. National Beer Day is celebrated in the United States every year on April 7th. That's today. Marking the day that the Cullen Harrison Act was enacted after having been signed to law by President Franklin D. Roosevelt on March 22, 1933. Upon signing the legislation, Roosevelt made his famous remark, I think this would be a good time for a beer. The law went into effect on April 7th of that year in states that had enacted their own law allowing such sales. The beer could contain up to 3.2% alcohol compared to the 0.5% limit of the Volstead Act. Should be 0.05% limit of the... No, no, 0.5% no. limit of the Volstead Act. Wait, there was a... Whoa, wait. The Volstead Act said you could have an alcoholic beverage, but it has to top out at 0.5%? Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. So this this didn't end prohibition. This just upped the amount to 3.2% because they, as they are correctly assumed, no one can get drunk on 3.2% beer or near beer, if you will. I mean, I would literally have That's to drink. Term. I think I would have to drink like 20 of those in the span of like four hours to get like a buzz on. Like four hours? Yeah. You did throw back 20 of those in like 40 minutes. Well, only if I was prepping to run a marathon. Because uh, it's important to hydrate. All right. So, what are you drinking on National Beer Day? Oh, uh, I bought a uh, another big thing of uh, Voodoo Ranger variety stuff, and in this one, there was the Juicifer IPA. Uh, like all of them, it's a seven seven, um, and like all of them, it kind of tastes the same. So, which is good. Um, I, I don't I don't know. It, maybe it is the same. But I, I, I have a stupid tongue. My palate is severely underdeveloped. So this may just be a marketing thing. I mean, they could just put the same shit in different cans and nobody knows. Idiots like me, like suburban hipster fucks, just mm-hmm. go, oh, I prefer juice for over Captain Dynamite. It's like not knowing it's the same shit. Yeah, those brewers are just laughing their ass off at you, you suburban types. All the way to the bank. All the way to the bank. And the can art has uh, Aquaman's trident, mm. an actual trident. It's true. Going into Hashtag a hop. Snyder Cut. Yeah, going into a, a bleeding uh, hop. He is an alcoholic. The DCEU Aquaman. Oh, that's right. I thought you meant Zack Snyder. I thought you had a story. Oh, no. No, he seems like a fine man. Sure. No. Every chance he gets, Aquaman throws back a bottle of Jack and smashes it on the the rocks before being enveloped by slow motion waves. Yeah, and he he bitches about how uh, the humans are... cologne commercial. The humans are fucking up his seas, and then he just straights up litters, puts broken glass into the sea. Fish and, and anemones and other sea-dwelling creatures are going to eat that glass and die. That, that, that's the human half of him. Oh, I get he, it. He just throws the, the, the plastic soda six-pack things into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, then he'll, like, he'll like take a shit overboard off the boat. But when he's the down boat. there, he's like, fuck humans. Yeah, he shits in the water but then cleans it up afterwards because he feels bad. He's he's uh he's torn. It's, it's Aquaman's inner conflict. Yeah, that's yes. I'm already tired of that talk. Uh, I'm drinking a uh, Mother Road Brewing Company's Conserve and Protect Golden Ale. It's got like an old Bronco with some uh, with some antelopes on it. Conserve and protect, huh? Yeah, and it's, it's uh, like observe and report. Yeah, should have won an Oscar. Uh, so this this is all about uh arizona wildlife so they give like portions right. portions of the sale to now, the what arizona is this fishing game just a golden ale it's gonna be okay. a gar- it's gonna be a garbage beer it's only uh 4.3 percent so barely over the colon harrison act percentage <laughs> but i'm on a light beer kick lately because i'm trying to not kill myself so this fits right into my shtick that I'm currently on. Right. Well, well done. Thank you. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. It's a winner. Yeah, and uh, Mother Road is the brewery that we don't ever talk about because they wouldn't sponsor us because our foul language would upset their grandmother. Fucking redonkulous. I thought we were fucking a bunch of adults. Not fucking a bunch. I thought we were a bunch of adults, but also works both that, ways. That fuck say. a bunch of adults. Sure. But not at Mother Road Brewing Company because they would be offended. But they weren't offended when you sang on video there last time we hung out in Flagstaff. That's far more offensive than anything we say on this show. Yes, that's true. Uh, I don't have anything planned tonight because I was just excited to talk to you. So if I can just sit here and stare at you if you want or... It's good radio. Yeah, it's good radio. You got a haircut. You found time to get a haircut when you couldn't do the podcast for a month. No, I mangled it myself with a pair of electric clippers. It's all weird back here. If I turn my head, it's going to get strange. Yeah, I never uh I haven't been to the I haven't been to the barber in like probably well over a year. So I normally do the sides and, and as much of the back as I can, and then I hand it over to my wife, and she kind of cleans it up for me. But last time I did it, she was sleeping, and I didn't want to wake her up. So I got, like, two mirrors out, like a full-body mirror, and then, like, second mirror. I was trying much. to – yeah. Then yeah, I just I, take it all off at that point. Well, the problem with looking at the back of your hair in a mirror is I finally got a gander at my balding spot in my hair, and now it's what? literally – Literally, it's news. It's all I can think about now. I literally can't. You don't think have about a bald it. spot. It's going a little thin back here. No. So I'm doing the reverse comb over, like no, the long top. I don't believe you. Yeah, it's sad. I don't know what happened. I think it's COVID related. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to do the reverse comb over because I don't have a pretty bald head. I can't pull it off. There's like no, no I like just got to buzz it shit. down anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't go full bald. I've never gone full bald. No, I'll do like a number two and then I'll just buy a bunch of hats. I'll be the hat guy now. You know, maybe not hipster hats. Maybe I'll go more sports hats. I just ball caps. Oh, not like a like the business Stetson or something or Panama Jack hat. No, no. Panama Jack hats only for traveling, in my opinion. Mm. You're a douchebag if you wear one and you're not traveling in a foreign. Your aviator glasses. Yeah. All that is for. All that is for foreign travel also. You can't wear your Panama Jack if you're going to Austin. Oh, no. Unless you have a really good like German accent and you're playing like sex games or something. Your Hawaiian shirt and your khaki shorts. And... Yeah. Yeah. Your, your cargo shoes. Cargo shorts and Birkenstocks and a nice Hawaiian print shirt. Panama Jack hat. That's me in Costa Rica in three months. Living nice. my best life. Pop the collar. Yeah, I'll have like hard candies in the pockets of my cargo pants. Great. You know, just to hand out to neighborhood kids, you know, let them know I'm friendly. Yeah. Friendly foreigner. You want this hard thing I got in my pants, kiddos? Oh. No extradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I only I only travel internationally to non-extradition countries. Cause you never know what's gonna pop off, like what's gonna happen. Never know what the internet's going to find. That's right. On my computer that I Googled at three in the morning. Uh, yeah. So nothing, nothing to talk about. Uh, we could, we could bitch about, awesome. we could bitch about uh, the movies we all hated that we haven't bitched about. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always a winning. Uh, that everyone seemed to love, except uh, I, I, I often think about it. Is it, is it me 
am I the problem? Because people seem to love a lot of stuff. I, I think 200 episodes in, we can say conclusively that yes, you are the problem. Because like I see like comics that people enjoy reading and I and I look at the art and I'm like, oh, how could anyone enjoy reading that comic? The art is pure garbage. And then like these movies are just, these movies are insultingly bad. And then people are just talking about how great they are. I'm shocked that in 2021, all it takes for people to love a movie is to have a giant monkey fight a giant dinosaur. That's all you need. And then they became buddies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think. I don't know. I don't remember what happened at the end. Oh, I think it's like a mutual admiration, like a like mutual respect. It, for those not in the know, we're talking about. I don't remember which comes first. Is it Godzilla versus Kong? Kong versus Godzilla? I think Does it matter? I think it's Godzilla versus Kong. Cause okay. According... So the sequel is going to be Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, because according to Wikipedia, it is the third entry in the Godzilla rebooted Godzilla franchise. Or maybe the sequel will take place on Skull Island and it'll be Godzilla at Kong. <laughs> but with the at symbol. Right. It's a road game for Godzilla. Yeah. And... Yeah. And Kong is just pissed because he's like, don't at me, bro. And then they fight again. Yeah. So in, 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 in after I watched that movie last week, we can get back to it. But after I watched it last week, I watched uh, Skull Island and Godzilla again this week because I got to do something with my HBO 2014, Max. 2014, Godzilla, Brian Cranston. Yeah. And uh, Silver, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. The brother and sister duo that, that are, are banging. Married. They're banging yeah. in this one. It's yeah. just like the comics. So uh, uh, one note I wrote when I was watching Godzilla, it's essentially like a sequel, like an unofficial sequel to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because Quicksilver at one point, it takes like a commercial flight, a military flight, a train, a helicopter. (laughs) He's on a boat at one point. Like the whole movie is him just trying to get somewhere. Uh, But uh, uh, yes, but he, he he didn't have a traveling companion, you know. Jack Black wasn't along for the ride, and by the end, you know, they're they appreciate one another. Well, I would say that his traveling companion was his sense of duty and his love for his family. But duty. Uh, yeah, so Godzilla versus Kong. So I couldn't get I couldn't bring myself to watch Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is a terrible title. Oh, it's so bad. Because I just remembered at one point Godzilla is dead, so he just sleeps in a den of like radioactive waste for like a while and then he's cool again something like that i don't remember that yeah like remember he dies and then they i think they they blow up like something oh, and he they, he they sank or him. something and then they they blow something yeah, up to bombard they him with a radiation. Dam down there or something I don't, it wasn't the end of the ocean or some shit i don't know that whole movie was hot garbage it was like his radioactively hot garbage remember in that movie where where a young girl befriended a giant monster. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. And I remember in that movie when that giant monster had like an ancient home that they went to and found and they're yeah. like, oh, he was revered as a god. Ugh. Stop it. Zilla. Why not just. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, <laughs> the Bradley Whitford line. Oh, my God. Zilla. Just kill me. Uh, my friend, and I would like to say friend of the show, but I don't know if he listens. Uh, <laughs> Negative Steve used to do. Dead to me. Negative Steve occasionally does stand up, 
And when he was his first stand-up set, he used to end it with, thanks everyone for coming out. I'm new to this, something like that. Like, I just want to say thank you to all of you. And most of all, thanks to God. And then he would start to walk away and just yell Zilla, like say, or under his breath, he would say Zilla on his way off the stage. It would kill. I saw him do it like three times. Killed. Wow. Killed. Killed. Yeah. Like Godzilla. Must be, must be the same audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love you, Steve. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so my problem with these movies is that they take something that is ridiculous and try to constantly, constantly uh, make it make it seem like it's plausible why not just be crazy kong skull island was nuts why not just keep that vibe they i they had elements of that in this movie i i i liked the the hollow earth thing because it's bananas but but you can't stop with that you got you got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and kong with his giant like Godzilla spine axe. You got you got to push the crazy. It's got to be over the top bonkers cuz as soon as you try to use a uh, like a reasonable sounding scientific explanation or just some uh just some mundane excuse for what's happening then you lose everything. Right, but what's wrong with just Kong lives on an island that no one could get to cuz there's a it's hard to get to. Yeah. Well, he was on an island. I don't know how they got to take him off the island because it starts with him. Like, it, 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 the movie, I think, opens with King Kong starring in the Truman Show mm-hmm. with him in this giant dome thing. I, I, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. It's I, like- I don't know. Is that Skull Island? And they've just put. Yes. Is that what happened to the kingdom? They just dropped it on top of Uh Skull Island, and now he just walks around in there? Yeah. How long was that going on? Because he seemed to figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, the people from Monarch, which I don't even think they use the term Monarch anymore, which was one of my favorite parts of the when the series started out. But anyways, they yeah, they took the kingdom and just put it on, because they had seen like Hunger Games, and they're like, oh, this is what you do. You put him in like a cage, but it, they don't know it's a cage. Right. Just like Katniss. Yeah, he goes cat, full Katniss. Yeah. And, uh, throws the thing at the exactly. holographic exactly. Yeah, ceiling. He goes full Katniss, exactly. So then they're like, well, we can't keep him here, so let's put him on five aircraft carriers, or I guess just one, because why not? Why not have why not have some rando scientist guy be like, oh, yeah, this thing that we talked about is totally true. I just need a spaceship that can get me there. And then uh, Hispanic Elon Musk comes in and he's like, I got those. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like a far cry from Godzilla from the first movie where they used like machine guns and fighter jets and shit. Now they're flying around in anti-grav spaceships and yeah. Uh, going inside of the earth and uh, yeah. So I don't know where all this stuff came from. And on top of that, living in a world with these giant monsters, how is anything normal? How does anybody just get up in the morning and stop at Starbucks and go to their office job? Because the grande has, there's a new larger size of Starbucks and it's called the Zilla and it's 60 ounces of coffee. Did you just make that up? <laughs> yeah. 
that's that, good. That's what happens in the world. You know, and then maybe there's a Kong and maybe you can, uh, do you want to, you want that Kong or Godzilla? I don't Wait, know. What the fuck is happening to insurance premiums? I mean, yeah, how does anybody afford anything? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, uh, they, they tackled that kind of subject pretty well in Pacific Rim where they talked about like walls or cities are walled off. Cities are walled off. You're going to need a passport to do anything. It's like, it, yeah. Yeah, because a- a- after 2014 Godzilla, how how anybody still just wakes up on Saturday morning and goes to Target is just like, what? what it, your entire worldview changes because you're, you're not you're still a human, but humanity is not the same thing anymore. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're an ant. Yeah. And the, the way the humans, like humans, I mean, the ones that don't get killed when their buildings collapse, the way they, at the end of Godzilla 2014, Godzilla, like, you know, it has to take a nap because he's tired after beating the Mothras, uh, the mom and daddy Mothras. He's pretty tired, takes a little nap, wakes up. And then just as he walks back into the ocean, he's just crushing more shit on his way out of town. And everyone's cheering because he saved them. Yay! Like, dude, someone's car, just someone's brand new Subaru just got fucking totaled. We love Superman and we love Godzilla. I mean, some poor bastard saved up his whole life to open like a kiosk that sells like a... Like uh, those those shoelaces you put in that you don't have to tie, you just stretch them and you put them on. And he's like saved up his whole life to get a little kiosk in the mall. And he's this is all he's ever wanted in life. And he got spared in the big battle. He's like sitting there like, thank God, you know, my stretchy shoelace place got spared. Everything else around me got destroyed, but not me. And then on his way out of town, Godzilla just clips it with a left pinky toe and it's fucking totaled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's that? This toe took out an entire suburb. An yeah, entire we, town has been wiped off. The where's map. that? Where's that HBO Max extended TV series, like the maxi series of sh- like shit that Godzilla's left toe took out, and they got to rebuild now, and the trauma of rebuilding. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair, I didn't actually watch Godzilla versus Kong. I listened to it while I worked, and then when there was more grunting and yelling than normal i would look over to see what was happening so i'm sure i missed some some pretty cool visuals uh but that there's no way that overcomp there's no way that can uh that can compensate for the rest of the movie where every human is terrible yeah that like we talked about today if you're going to cast these cookie cutter cardboard parts then you need to put somebody that's worth listening to in those roles yeah Um, like brian cranston or uh riley in kong what's his first name riley it's not William C. Riley. It's with a uh, oh John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it, and let him ad lib or just improv or something because none of the dialogue fucking matters. 
Yeah, they're basically just uh, explaining shit that we just saw with our own eyes, or they're telling you something that 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 they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know that. Like I watched that honest trailers version of this on YouTube, and they basically said like people are just telling you things that there's no way they would know. Like Millie Bobby Brown just says, "Oh, this must be a thing to get us here," and like, how would you know that? You're third. You could be the smartest fifteen year old on the planet, but how the fuck are you like a neuroscientist or some bullshit? Yeah, the the yeah, it, her and the kid from Deadpool and uh, uh, the dude from uh, he's in Atlanta, but he's also in something else more recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was he was straight out of a uh, Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the uh... everything out of his mouth had to be comic relief. Yeah, he's the big Lebowski character in this, like the so eccentric that he's that at one point he says something that's totally true. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's a genius. I don't know why I did that with my hands. But but yeah, like, why not just I, there's a concept and I'm sure the concept starts out, which should start out with let's get these two monsters to fight and destroy a bunch of shit. Then how can you go so wrong from that basic concept? To be like, let's over explain everything. Just make them yeah, just okay. make them make them fight because they're the two biggest things on the planet, and that's what they would do. Right. So okay, so they were Truman Show and Kong at the beginning because they knew Godzilla would come find him. Um, I think and they so. were protecting him for some reason. I think they I said I don't understand what's happening. I think they said they had to uh oh, fucking cares i think they he, like they made a comment at, at in in skull island a couple times that he was still growing so i think there was a comment at some place like he, he's not big enough to protect himself against godzilla yet so, but then he got too big for his enclosure because some dipshit when they built the kingdom there they didn't think he was going to keep growing they thought oh you know we'll just it's like they're it's like the interstates and the freeways in arizona they build them two lanes when it should be four lanes and then they constantly are, are uh, you know, they're always fixing under construction. Them. Yes. Yeah. There's no forethought. Well, I mean, also, when it's 80 stories tall, my first thought would not be, oh, I wonder if it's still growing. Well, all you have to do is measure them one day and then measure them in a week. Yeah, I guess so. Kong's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. Yeah, they got to give them the tape measure and be like, hey, man, step on the bottom of the tape measure, the little lip, step on it, and then hold it up to your head. Because otherwise, we got to get a helicopter in here to wall. do it. Yeah, that's right. Feet flat. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess I was fine with that. Kong's too big. They want to find Hollow Earth to get Kong to Hollow Earth. So I will admit that for the, some reason, I don't know what's happening. The scene on all the ships and shit, that was kind of neat because that's yeah. that's real world military shit that I can get behind. That movie lost me a thousand percent when blue hover, hover uh, the fantastic cars started showing up with blue fucking glowing energy. I'm so sick of glowing energy in movies because it's just random. It's supposed to mean everything. Oh, by the way, the coyotes just blew a fucking two goal lead. So take off my scarf. Um yeah, I'm just tired of like in every blockbuster there's just energy flowing Blue all the time into the sky. All the time. It drives me nuts. Doesn't mean anything. Well, I 
not have the blue lasers in a Godzilla movie. Right? He's Godzilla. That's what he fucking does. But it wasn't it established? I thought in that first Godzilla movie that he was a million fucking feet tall. I think he was only like a hundred feet tall in that first Godzilla movie. I thought he was fucking giant, like skyscraper big. And Kong's nowhere near that. I feel like they're playing fast and loose with the Sorry, I wasn't the size of things. I wasn't listening to you. I thought we were talking about Kong. Yes. I think that's why they made the point in this movie to be like, oh, he's grown so much. Cause oh. Because he was. Yeah, because I mean, in the first movie, he picks up like a helicopter and it's like the whole size of his hand. And by the second movie, he's as tall as Godzilla. No. Yeah, I too was working. I was only half paying attention. I don't I don't know how he got to be on the ship. I don't know why he was on the ship. Uh I I don't know why Robo Godzilla was there or Well, yeah, I'm not going to correct myself. I don't know why Robo Godzilla was there. So Cyborgzilla was there because the uh Hispanic Elon Musk who was wonderful in the TV show The Bridge for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, he uh, he wanted a Godzilla that he could control, so he built a Godzilla using the skull of a. Why God- did he want a Godzilla he can control? Because he's a billionaire asshole. He's a, yeah, he's a billionaire asshole, and he wants to control the world's apex predator. I think that's a line he used. So, so that's what happened. And for I some- do like that the decapitated. What what is it? Uh, Geirdra, guy, what? What's the dragon thing from the last movie? Get, Three-headed get, dragon, Gidora or Gidra? Gidora, I don't know. Gid- I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm not a fucking nerd, so I don't know how to pronounce it. It possessed uh, robot Godzilla. That was bonkers. I appreciate that. Yeah, but as that honest trailer... Uh, but point, how would a, a giant monster know how to work servos and circuit boards and do anything? How could it move at all? Right. And also what honest trailers pointed out was it wasn't the brain of the creature. It was the skull of the creature. It was its spirit. It's It was the soul <laughs> that lives in the skull. Yeah, it's Everybody so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, why even have that? Why not? hear me for a second people who made the fucking movie why not just have it be a robot a regular robot that's controlled like a drone and then have the elon musk character get so mad that he just starts controlling it to fight the other two monsters because that's too easy and makes too much sense no i i i ship robo godzilla and Ghidorah. Gajima, Gal Ghidorah, Gal Ghidorah, possessing robot Godzilla. I, I, I give that my stamp of approval. That's that is bonkers enough for this movie. I read today that uh, the the director, who I've never heard of before, was saying that the reason that Mecha Godzilla looks exactly like Godzilla, but like a robot is because he saw Transformers three 
and said all the Transformers looked like shit because you couldn't tell what they were. So he wanted his his mech to look like what it was supposed to be. So it's supposed to look it's supposed to look as shitty as it looked. Is basically what he was saying. But he didn't use the word shitty. He used the word good. But it looked clumsy as shit to me. Uh, it looked felt. It did not look like something that could go toe to toe with Godzilla or Kong. It went toe to toe with both of them. So I guess that's American muscle for you, right? American engineering. Uh, was he American? Well, I mean, the, you, oh, I don't know if I don't know if Mecha Godzilla has a nationality that he well, adopts. Well, the, the billionaire guy. I, I I don't know what his nationality was. Didn't he have an accent? Yeah. But Americans can have accents, Scott. It's 2021. But they were building it in Hong Kong. Take the flag off your truck. Get into the future. Yeah, they were building it in Hong Kong because yeah. all, all these movies have to have a Chinese component to them so that they can make money in China. So that's why. Unless unless it's a uh, a supernatural movie. Like, uh, like Ghostbusters or The Conjuring or something. Because... Their communist government thinks it's witchcraft. Yeah, because they believe in ghosts over there, and they don't want to see it on their screen. Right. Yeah. So Zach Baggins is not big in China. Oh, oh, he's the dude. He's the aliens guy, right? I don't know who the fuck (laughs) Zach Baggins is. He's the he's the ghost adventures guy. Ghost Bros. You need to uh, you need to use your DC clout and just send him an email and be like, "Hey, I'm the artist on Superman. Would you like to be on my podcast to talk about Ghost Adventures?" Because as I'm drawing the man, of, as I'm drawing the Man of Steel, I watch Ghost Adventures nonstop. <laughs> he'll probably that, he'll probably be like, "I love Superman." Yeah, yeah, that that that'd be it. Did you know he wears glasses because he got haunted so hard? His vision got fucked up. Wow, that can happen? Yeah, I don't know. I tweet not not so nice things at him. I don't think he's coming on the show. His real name is Zach Baggins? Zach Baggins. Of like Bag End? Like he's related to a hobbit? It's spelled differently, but... He's about as dumb as a fucking hobbit. No, no. Hobbits are... You respectable. Were ta- you were talking shit about those hobbitses all the other week when you were watching them on your HBO Max subscription. Oh, like the Hobbit movies are terrible. Oh, but you're oh. a fan of the literary interpretation of hobbits. I, I would love to be a hobbit. You love the singing, the hairy feet, smoking the pipes. Right. Just sitting around drinking and eating and yeah. Talking about adventures. That. Yeah. That, that's a that's a life that is appealing to me. Yeah, my feet, uh, my, for some reason, this past weekend, and when I say for some reason, because I drank a ton of fucking beer and I was out in the sun all day, my feet swole up that night and I had to like, I thought, oh shit, here comes the gout. Like, here comes the gout because all I ate today was meat and, and beer and too much sun. So my feet swole up and my brother-in-law said my feet looked like a hobbit's feet because they were just swollen and puffy and small. Hairy? Not hairy, sadly. Oh, they're not hobbit feet. I know. I know. So yeah, the movie sucked. Um, I I do I find it like 
So between this movie, there's a direct correlation between the people that I'm seeing that loved this movie and loved the Snyder version, the four-hour version of Justice League. Same people are tweeting about them. And it makes me question, like, everything that this person has ever tweeted, can I trust any of it? Do I really, like, because, you know, you follow someone on Twitter for years and you have interactions with them, you think you know somebody. And then if you think you know somebody and then they're like, oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was a masterpiece, then you do you really know that person? I mean, has their wife, <laughs> has, their, has their spouse been kidnapped and they have to like tweet good things about this movie? You know, I, I saw a YouTube video with that title that the Snyder Cut is a masterpiece. I might Master- click on that. I might entertain that conversation because you're going to have to define masterpiece for me. Like, right. What's your, what's your, what's your bar that you're, well, you're going it, for? also like personally, right. Uh, I guess for an artist, uh, I, I guess I would call the, the pinnacle or the zenith of their output, their own personal masterpiece. And so using that definition, is this the best that I think he's capable of doing? Maybe. Um, I wouldn't call it good. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy it, but it, it's not my thing. As far as him doing what he wanted to do, like, uh, the percentage of his vision that made it through to 100%. the final cut. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty high. So this is, this is his deal and it might be the best thing he's ever done. Uh, the, the list is not great. when you've got Batman versus Superman and sucker punch on your resume, this probably floats to the top. I would rather watch the Watchmen and sucker punch on repeat repeat than watch this. Sucker punch is one of the worst things ever committed to film. Maybe I need to rewatch it. It's got Carla Gugliani in it. It can't be that bad. Yeah, it's got Carla Goo Goo dolls. Oh, wait. Let me take a sidebar here for a second since you brought up Goo Goo dolls. <laughs> At one point, my my brother-in-law, who is on his way or sleeping right now, he's flying back to Dubai. Uh, years, ag- years ago, told me that Goo Goo dolls was good rock and roll music. And that they're just as good as the Pixies, who are my favorite band of all time. And oh, that I they, thought they were good in 1998. The fact that he called them rock and roll music <laughs> and that they're good. Sometimes so, music. Sometimes me and my wife will just be sitting there. <laughs> Is he like 65? <laughs> sometimes my wife and I'll just be sitting there randomly just doing whatever. And she'll just turn to me and she'll be like, remember when my brother said that the Goo Goo Dolls were a good band? <laughs> <laughs> It, it popped into my head just now because I've been, I, I had been watching uh, uh, Billy on the Street, and he had interviewed some guy who said that his favorite band was the Goo Goo Dolls. That guy should be on a watch list. <laughs> like he immediately confiscate all of his computers. 
but yeah, so anyways, uh, I, maybe I need to rewatch Sucker Punch. Oh, uh, don't. Don't wa- do it. The Watchmen is fine, but I think all of these... She's, I guess, I guess I'm the Zack Snyder of my comic book making. I do the same thing every time. And so does he. It's so I, I think his particular filmmaking style has the same problem as something like Fox news where the way he chooses to present stuff immediately casts the subject material in a specific light. Um, and it, his his whole aesthetic is about glorifying the moment and raising the subject, whatever whatever is on frame, whoever is on frame, up to this like exalted status, this thing that should be uh, you know revered, and right? Almost worshipped, and that was totally not the point of anything in Watchmen. And, and so him as a filmmaker tackling that material specifically, I, it, just him doing it betrays the, the, the point of the entire story. Well, uh, you know, I, I think I'm, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but I don't, to me, Watchmen isn't a revered piece of comic book uh making history for me i i think it's fine but i've never yeah, it's fine. i've never it's quite favorite thing. i've never quite understood why why it achieved such a such a a, a pinnacle point in our in our industry um i'm sure at the time it was a thing it was the thing it's it's the pro it's the same problem like we talk about all the time like i can sit my 13 year old down to watch the matrix and it's not going to blow him away. Like it blew me away because he's seen everything that's come since then. That was inspired by it. Right. Or like Jurassic park. You can only see that for the first time once when you're right. And it had to be like in 1993 or whatever. It couldn't be right. now. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we it, like people reading Watchmen in the moment in 86 and like us with those movies, we were there to witness the ground being broken. And now all your, subsequent from there all you're viewing is the ground already broken you're not seeing it happen all right but yeah so i guess that's why watchmen the movie doesn't bother me because i don't hold the comic in any higher regard than like the first 12 issues of the authority you know like, <sighs> i'm gonna get yeah, gonna i don't get... know it's him as a filmmaker that is the problem and the way he chooses to do things because he's only got one gear he can only do things one way and so it's the same problem with sucker punch like he, he he took this thing about this girl in this insane asylum that's gonna get a lobotomy because she refuses to get raped all the time and he turns it into this weird video game action movie sort of thing and it's just it's just gross i'm sure his intentions were good because i he seems like a really nice like uh honest simpleton but it so i i'm sure he didn't know like what he was doing hey man she's just dealing with her trauma bro 
Don't. Uh, it, it, he, he just doesn't know. He doesn't get it. He does this one thing and he thinks it's cool and he thinks it's fun and he thinks everybody else should think it's cool and fun too. But it, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's like, it's like your grandma who you love just throwing out the N word once in a while, just because that's how she was raised. She doesn't mean anything by it. But no, I mean, that's just a term she uses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I almost you just something you said just uh, made me think of the correlation. It's like um, the you remember how when image happened, people that were like 10 and 15 years older than us hated it, but we loved it. It's that it's style over substance. And so people love these movies because it's style over substance. Yeah, and as bad as Sucker Punch was, I think he should be doing more of that. Outside of that, all of his shit has been remakes or adaptations of other things. So if he were doing his own original stuff where he, he got to decide uh, sort of what the material was about. He got to decide what the themes were and all of this stuff rather than having to take something that already existed and sort of try to twist it into a pretzel to get it to be Zack Snydery. Right. Then I think he would be better off. I think his movies would be more well-received and generally more tolerable. Yeah. He has a, um, he has a Netflix movie coming out. That's like a, it's a zombie movie, but it's like a group of like, ex-military people that are like stealing something so it's like a heist movie with military aspects set in like a a zombie world and it's got a uh, like dave bautista in it a bunch of people in it i'm kind of interested in that i can't give a shit i i i again i i i don't i don't dislike him i dislike him very much as a filmmaker but as a guy, he seems like a, a totally chill and reasonable and just a, just a really nice dude. Um, but when he gets behind a camera, he just can't fucking help himself. Everything is just the most pretentious, most self-important thing in the world. The, the dialogue in these movies is just... <laughs> I, me, I probably not joking. Fifty percent of the lines in Justice League, you just go, "What? Yeah. I don't understand what that means." Yeah, I knew I was in trouble because I knew there's going to be a lot of slow mo. But when you slow mo Lois Lane walking in the rain, I was like, "Holy shit! This movie is going to be unbearable." And so you slow mo. Yeah, let's give that guy the flash. Yeah, you slow mo Lois Lane walking in the rain, but then you jump up, jump cut, and speed up Wonder Woman because you have to show that she's fast. Like it doesn't yeah, make sense. Every scene's like a collective soul music video. <laughs> oh shit! And also, if you're gonna take the movie. And, and the flash was terrible in the Whedon version. And you're just going to triple down on the terribleness. I mean, he's, he dance, he dance runs. 
he does like weird shit. Like you always say, his his uh, his lightning is blue for some reason. Like, yeah. how hard is it? But like, just I I said this on Twitter and I stand by it. In in any in any uh, in, in any uh, movie, cartoon, TV, whatever, you should never see the Flash running. It should just be a blur. It always looks dumb. I reject all of your Flash criticism. It's fucking terrible. Oh, so you like the Flash in Justice League? I generally like the Flash. I'm not a Barry Allen guy. I never read any Barry Allen. I don't know if Barry Allen's like a jokester guy. He's like a he. He's like a what? He's a cr- forensic criminal investigator guy or some shit. Right. It, it doesn't. The profession doesn't scream wit to me. So. Eh. He just seems like, just like a blank slate. Like, a, eh. I was always a Wally guy. Wally was fun. So, give me Wally. Just do Wally. I'm already bored of this conversation. I don't understand the appeal of the Hashtag Flash. Free Wally. He just runs fast. Yeah, but he. But that's coming with speed. Comes a bunch of other things. Sciency. The vacuum and carrying things and electrical charge and heat and you know the time travel and all that shit. You know, whatever. It's like flying. You can do other things with flying. Carry but, things, uh, fly fast, fly yeah, slow. Anyway, as long as we're shitting on Justice League and the lowest lane scenes, can you explain to me Martian Manhunter being Soup's mommy? Has he always been? Is where yeah. is where is Martha? <laughs> Hashtag where is Martha? Yeah, why, what a, why why did this alien guy feel the need to give Lois Lane a pep talk about her life? But also, how did he know? Unless he's just been uh, creeping on everybody, how does he know who the fuck Martha is or Lois's oh, he's, he's relationship? He's also a telepath, right? Oh, I guess so. He's also a uh, terrible Creeper. CGI and looks like garbage. Yeah, I, 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 I could hear while I was listening. I could hear the entire country go, "What?" I mean, the the who's, Mar- who's this? The CGI on the Supergirl TV show has a better Martian Manhunter than that guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. And also, it. also, if 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 Batman is my Batman. As soon as Martian Manhunter flew down to his cute little cottage, Bruce should know who he is because Bruce should have files on every single. Does it wasn't that in the Whedon version? Wasn't there a folder on Bruce's computer that had the Martian Manhunter? Oh, logo? I don't know. I remember in BVS where. Uh, oh, maybe it was in BVS. They, yeah, they steal the Luther files. Yes, and Luther had made up logos for all the different superheroes. Right, conveniently yeah. the same one they use in the movie and stuff. Great, like, yeah, it's great, it's great. Yeah, so my Bruce Wayne, I would say, uh, my Bruce Wayne would know who Martian Manhunter was already. That wouldn't have been a surprise. Maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. I'm not going to watch it again. Um, was there anything you liked about it? Maybe we should try to be positive. What did, What did we like about uh, What did we like about Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> Other than your boner um, for Mecha Godzilla. Oh. What did I like about Godzilla versus Kong? I, I liked. I'll, I'll go first. I liked the fight scene on the 
on the boats on the aircraft carriers. Okay. I it it exceeded my expectations in the ridiculous department. Because um, he had because he had a glowing axe. Yeah, and with yeah, and with the Hollow Earth stuff, like I said, and uh, but that was it. They stopped there. That was that was all. They needed to. It, Every scene in that movie needed to be crazier than the last, and they didn't do it. They didn't push it far enough. Yeah. You're right. No. All right. What about uh, ZSJL? Uh, I thought it was a... I'm still struggling to find the word, because better ain't it. It was. It was at least a story. But I guess I have to use the word because I can't find the other one. It was better than the theatrical version in that the tone was more consistent. Um, it wasn't as. Uh, slit your wrist in a bathtub bleak as the previous two movies uh, yeah but I, I i would still never watch it again even if it was two hours i would never watch it again yeah i'm i'm still a i'm still a fan and i wish i wish there was someone else ta tackling these movies i'm still a fan of the ben affleck old bruce wayne not necessarily ben affleck batman but ben affleck bruce wayne i'm a fan of I'm obviously a fan of Gal Gadot because I'm a red-blooded American man. And I'm a fan of, uh, for the same reason, I'm a fan of Aquaman. It's sexy. Uh, but I, li I like this version of Aquaman. Aquaman is a nothing character in the comics. He's absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, sure. So the fact that they do something different with him here, I like. Uh, I actually, I, so Cavill's fine. I don't give a fuck about Superman, though. Um, Cyborg was better in this, but I still he think. He was much better. But I still think he looks stupid. Like yes. the cyborg looks dumb. Like he looks better he when look dumb. when he has his hoodie on and stuff. Then he looks cool. But when he just like his skinny little robot arms are dumb. Yeah, he he, he looks like uh, some uh, Terminator thing that they shoot in any scene of any recent Terminator movie. Right. Yeah. So it's like I really enjoy the cast, except for the Flash. Yeah, um, Ezra Miller stinks. He's problematic. Uh, so I guess that's really it. Is I enjoy the cast. That, that's I, I wish they, I wish I could see this cast in these roles in a different movie. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I think they're on the right track with the do things that people like, and if they like them, you keep doing them things that they're doing with with the dc movies so if they don't like that batman movie all right fuck it then we'll try another batman movie with another actor and another i do director just just do whatever you think is the best thing to do yeah i do think that's the, I, that's my actually that's the the one positive the or the main positive of the dceu is that they're like 
we've already established the multiverse, so let's just have every fucking Batman in a movie and let's just have a new Batman movie. Like, let's have different Batman movies with different Batmans. You know, it's like comics. You know, one, one, yeah, you know, I, you, got, you got your Norm Brayfogle Batman, you got your Kelly Jones Batman. You yeah. Know? Uh, you're not going to top Marvel. What they're doing is it's lightning in a bottle and it, everybody's trying to do it and nobody can. So, just go do whatever, you know, um, um, Darren Aronofsky comes to you for, you know, like a vampire Batman movie. Oh, that sounds cool. We think we can sell that. Boom. Do it. You know, just, yeah, you, you have the brands. Every, everybody recognizes Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to explain anything. Yeah, imagine if you gave like uh like Simon Pegg a like a Batman sixty six style movie to do, like just a just a campy yeah, fucking Batman movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't need more dark and gritty DCEU movies though. It, it makes sense if it's Batman, especially like a year one Batman. I'm into that, but I don't need to see like a snarling no. Superman every two seconds and like. No, give give me a Edgar Wright Lobo movie or something or. Yeah. And I, I saw it on Twitter and it, and, and it rang true with me because I don't want to make it sound like this is my original thought, but I hated the epilogue to uh, ZSJL because it implies that the most powerful creature, the most powerful being in the universe becomes a rage-filled maniac when his love of his life dies. Like he just can't handle grief, so he's going to destroy the planet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not Superman-y at all. No, and then you have like Batman back in his duster outfit because that makes total sense. Like, like telling doesn't he say something to Joker like I'm gonna fuck you to death or something? He says something like that. Oh, like, Joker's gonna give him a reach around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, speaking of reach around. That was that was a Snyder circle jerk. It was just four Snyders in a room. Yeah. Just tugging on each other. That's all that scene was. It's so, so terrible. I mean, just. I, it's. I, I, I said, I said it before. Fuck. I don't know. It, it was dumb. I said it before. I think these movies are like this because they made that video game. That's like this injustice where it's like dark and violent and all that. And that's what these people, that's what these people, that's what those people, <laughs> that's what these fine humans Want to see in their DC sides. movies. Yeah, on both sides of the fence. It's what they, you know, flags on their trucks or no flags on their trucks. They want to see a violent Batman and jo- they want it like the, the reason the Joker movie is so popular. They want to see bad people do do things they want to do. I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't. I, I, I understand. I find it offensive. Something different because we've had. Right. The you had the Donner Superman movies, you had the Tim Burton Batman movies. I understand not wanting to be fed the same thing every four or five years. Um, but I'll point to the new Superman show as an example of doing something different without betraying the thing that makes the character special to begin with. So yeah. if you throw out everything that makes Superman Superman and why he's 
you know, um, uh, the second most recognized brand in the world behind Coca-Cola, then you're automatically putting yourself behind the eight ball with your project. Yeah. I mean, like, like in the MCU, half the universe died and Thor just got fat and drank and got sad. You know, like that, just like that, <laughs> that's my Thor. Yeah, to think that Superman not only would stop helping people, but actively hurt people because of anything right. is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. Our, we've, we've reached our allotted time. Um, I, I Yeah, anyway, in, in summary and in conclusion... Uh, Godzilla versus Kong is greater than Snyder Cut. If I were to subject my eyeballs right. to either one of them again, it would be the former. Okay. In closing, have you watched either Falcon and Winter Soldier or Invincible? I started Invincible. I don't know that I got through the first episode. They seem really long. How long are they? They're like 45 minutes. That's that's long. Yeah. I can't do that. Like, uh, I have watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I get annoyed at how long those episodes are. And they're 28 minutes, something like that. I don't know. No, they're like an hour. They're like 50 minutes. Are you kidding me? Minutes. No. Oh, too much. Um, Neither one of them is doing anything for me at the moment. I didn't, I haven't read Invincible, so I don't know where it's going. So I guess that's a positive for me watching the show. I'll be surprised. Um, I'm just bored by the uh, young superhero coming into his powers story. you've, You've just seen it a thousand times. I'm waiting for the twist where it gets good and it hasn't gotten there yet i don't know i have the patience to get there and falcon winter soldier is doing nothing for me oh i love it nothing i love it i i i don't think that their relationship is interesting enough uh in three episodes it has not reached the heights of them both lying on the floor in the airport in civil war and uh, uh, Bucky, you know, saying you couldn't have started with that or whatever when he Red Wing flew off the of Spider-Man Falcon saying, I hate you. It has not reached the height of those two lines. And the story isn't doing anything. I don't buy that they called Zemo one of the most dangerous men in the world. I don't. Has he shown this? Where where is this coming from? I don't know. I like it, but I, I like I like so uh, uh, Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. So I like I like Winter I Soldier. I don't think it's working with them together, and the story, the plot, is not working for me. If it were a solo Winter Soldier series, with him sort of hashing out his past and talking with. I love all the stuff with the therapist, him and the therapist alone. I think that's interesting. Um, it's something like that I would be on board with. But this weird sort of jet-setting, ground-level mystery stuff is not... 
pushing my buttons. It's not right. tickling my fancy. Well, maybe next week you'll have something to recommend, something positive. I, I, I did get through four seasons of Billy on the Street, so I would highly recommend Billy Eichner. He's a funny dude. I didn't know that that had seasons. I thought it was just part of like Jay Lit, like The Tonight Show. Yeah, like two through five are on Netflix. So go See, watch I, him. He's I very don't, funny. I don't like those kind of shows, though. They make me feel uncomfortable. Oh, sure. Yes, they are. It's in the vein of something like uh, Ricky Gervais, sort of. Yeah, it, it's it it's it doesn't quite get to that level of Gervais is the master of cringe humor. And it's 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 right there on the cusp. But uh, he, he's great. I think he's very funny. Yeah, I don't like it. it, The the size of the shows work. They're like 20 minutes long just because he's so high energy and his shtick burns out real fast. You'll get exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of being reminded how dumb people are. So that's why I don't like that kind of stuff. No, watching it, I found his, the wealth of pop culture information in his head is very impressive. So if you're a fan of references to things, you'll like that too. Well, I am not apparently so. All right. Uh, how was your, uh, did, did it grow on you or is it just like every other uh, new Belgium IPA? Uh, yeah, I'm a dumb, dumb. This is just like the rest. Yeah. So I think I've given the rest of them a three. I'm probably going to have to go the same here or a three, 3.5, whatever I gave every other one, I would give this one. Yeah. But to, to be fair, you keep going back to it. That's, that's multiple times you've bought 12 packs of yeah, new I don't Belgium know. IPAs. Um, yeah. I was thinking today though, or not today recently that I'm probably done with IPAs for a while. I think I'll, I'll kill this, this, uh, this 12 pack and then I'll have to go fishing for something else. Maybe I'll give uh golden ales or Kolsch's or wheat beers, another spin. I, as I, yeah, stouts I'm kind of done with Porter's stouts. It's getting a little too warm anyhow. Well, maybe since you enjoy it, more than I do, maybe you should go to Total Wine and pick up some uh, some airplane shooters of different like bourbons and whiskeys and do a, a run of that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've got this uh, this homebrew kit lying around somewhere here in the garage, and it's a golden ale. Ah. So uh, well, may- maybe I should uh, acclimate my palate so I'm not super disappointed in the first thing. Well, speaking of golden ales, the conserve and protect golden ale from Mother Road Brewing Company report. was uh, was perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, if if you really want to support the Arizona Game and Fish Department, then go buy some of these. I love uh, Arizona Game and Fish. If you just want the flavor, then go buy yourself some PBR or some Budweiser, and save a couple dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean that's the that's the that's the rub, right? Like I'm I'm trying to drink more light beers because I don't yeah, like you how you feel good about yourself too. Yeah, and I don't like feeling like bloated and heavy after like a, a deepa or a trepa. But the problem is why am I gonna if this tastes like Budweiser, why am I spending three times the same amount of money? Like these should be if a brewery makes something that tastes like Budweiser, it should cost 
what a Budweiser Tallboy costs. Otherwise, what's the point? Because of where the money's going. Well, even if this wasn't going to a charity, they would still charge $6 a pint for this at their brewery. $7 a pint. Let's get back on the $3 hams, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So anyways, that's fine. I'll give it to three. I don't give a shit. It's fine. I, I do like the I do like the drawing of the old Bronco on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's an international harvester or scout, but I want to say it's a Bronco. It's yes. Well, maybe not. That grill's not a that grill's not a Ford grill, so I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to associate themselves with the Bronco. Right. Uh, they they say that it's it soon. uh they say that it pairs with fresh air, good company, and wildlife watching. So, uh, oh, it pairs with wildlife watching. Yeah. So you really get the notes when you're looking at the right when you're looking at the antelopes. Yeah. <laughs> like mm, I can really pick out the barley. Oh, the I, hummingbird is really bringing out yeah. the. Uh, I wasn't sure about the grains. Quali- wasn't sure about the quality of barley in this, but then I saw that. Uh, that uh, red coyote, or maybe yeah. a Mex- Mexican gray wolf, and now all of a sudden it's delicious. Uh, all right, man. For the first time in a month, uh, send us out of here properly. Yeah. Um, uh, remember, everybody. Fuck yourselves. Fuck us. It's been it's been good to be back. It's good. So, to, it's good for you to be back. Fuck everything. Word. <laughs>